Welcome to the Startup of the Year podcast, where each episode we showcase exciting new companies from around the world. This podcast is produced by Established, creators of the Startup of the Year program. Established is focused on helping organizations with their innovation, startup, and communication strategies. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Frank Gruber, and on this episode of the Startup of the Year podcast, we're going to hear from an investor, Joseph Merrill, about uh, his investment trends and strategy as he works on uh, his Austin-based accelerator uh, down uh, the Sputnik ATX accelerator down in Austin. And he he funds uh, makers and founders and helps people reach their full potential by creating an ecosystem to attract hardworking nerds and uh, connect them with investors and train them to, to be successful. So the accelerator is actually uh, looking for startups right now. If you're interested, you can go apply. Um, I think they, they have their application out on Gust, uh, G-U-S-T dot com. You go to programs, and then it's Sputnik ATX, I think their sixth program, so summer 2020. So go check that out. Uh, we'll drop the link in the in the notes here. But um, their portfolio kind of is a wide range of different kinds of companies. Uh, they have a revolutionary podcasting analytics company. They have a a cat care company, uh, you've got an oil pipeline, uh, corrosion company, so runs the gamut. And uh, really, these companies, they really are trying to find really problem solvers who have a potential to create you know, a lot of consumer surplus uh, for their customers. So looking for a very specific kind of type of person and a very specific kind of problem set that they're trying to solve. And, and then they you know, pull them in and through the accelerator and, and try to turn them out to, to be successful. So um, before we, ch- we chat with, with Joseph, though, I wanted to uh, share that we've been we've been to a number of events online uh, since um, COVID-19 kind of happened. Um, we spun our South by event to an event uh, online instead of doing it in person. And um, we've also you know done a number of other events, uh, most recently a female founder focused event. And our next event's coming up here in June. Uh, it'll be an event focused on startups and government. Uh, it's startups and government compatible at last. And this event was actually supposed to take place at South by Southwest. It was supposed to be a session uh, moderated by our own Rich Malloy from Established, and it ended up obviously not happening. So um, we're going to bring it online, and hopefully you can join us. Uh, there's such a misconception on what it's like working with the government and how maybe it, you know a lot of folks think, oh, a startup, I shouldn't be working with the government. That's too hard, right? So we're going to try to, you know, bring to light some of the things that are happening in in the current climate. Um, we've got we see a shift happening at all levels of the U.S. government. Um, they're more actively looking for outside innovation rather than creating themselves. Back in the day, that was kind of the the mantra: create it internally, and, and a lot of things came out of the U.S. government. It's not quite the same anymore. So um, they're not, you know, they're now looking to work with startups, and they're trying trying to be more startup friendly. So um, at this online event, you'll hear some of the leaders out there in this realm, and they'll discuss how they're connecting with innovators and, and really trying to, um, you know, create create an opportunity for startups as well as improve the abilities of the, these different government agencies. So check it out if you get a chance. Uh, you can RSVP. Uh, we'll drop a link in the show notes, but it's stoi.link forward slash startups gov event. You can register now. It'll be coming up soon. You're not going to want to miss this one. It's going to be a great one. We've got folks from, from NASA and AFWorks or AF Ventures, as well as our own Rich Malloy and one other startup there, startup of the year last year. Um, we're from Re3D will be joining as well. So she's actually been involved in some of these programs and it's going to be a great conversation. So not going to want to miss that. So please join us for that. But now we're going to get started with our program. We have a special guest, like I, I mentioned earlier, it's Joseph uh, Merrill. He's, he's down in Austin. Joseph, how have you been? What have you been working on? 
thanks for joining us. So we launched an accelerator program. Got it. Uh, we, you know, we do teach people how to pitch, and there's mm -hmm. obviously a pitch day that, with mm -hmm. the program. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the emphasis of most accelerator programs. Mm -hmm. We believe in uh, a different startup gospel. Ours is that uh, high growth covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, true. <laughs> so so we are laser like focused yeah. punishing people for 13 weeks on how to grow a company. Right. Uh, product market fit, mm -hmm. rapid mm -hmm. product development, and market. What's it called? Adjustment, which it's just uh, Sputnik ATX. Sp oh, Sputnik ATX. So Sputnik okay. ATX, yep, Sputnik and just okay. you, you can okay. people can go see us SputnikATX.com. Right. Got it. We so uh, my partner Oksana, yeah. mm -hmm. she is the managing partner of the fund, and everybody thinks because she's Ukrainian that it was her. It was actually me. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason why it's named Sputnik is that when you really look back over the last you know, eons of time, yeah. and you say, in the cosmos of man's development, what mm -hmm. were the things that were just really fundamental? Right. And when you think about it, you know, the development of integrated circuitry is probably one of those things, mm -hmm. but also the first thing mankind put into space. But yeah. That's kind of a uh, yeah. kind of not, it's not just kind of a big deal. It's a huge thing, right? Is, okay, and he's and I'm getting a, a nod over here. You guys are having a great conversation. Yeah, so we should jump in. Sorry, yeah. I, didn't, I, well, I don't want you to have to well repeat. You can you can you yeah, can yeah. edit this however you, you want. want. Okay, okay. okay, you can okay, edit well, this however you want. I'm here with Joe Merrill, and he's from Sputnik ATX. Yes. And thank you for joining me here today. Tell me, tell us a little bit more about what you're up to in in Austin, Texas. Yeah, so Sputnik ATX is. We're, we are an accelerator, but we're an accelerator with a VC fund. Okay. And so what we do is we take companies uh, in on, you know, they, we have two cohorts a year. Mm -hmm. People apply. Yep. Uh, we're about to open up our application period next week uh, right. for the for the winter cohort. Mm -hmm. We only take five to seven companies. Okay. That's it. Right. And we put in each company a hundred thousand dollars, and we have an option to do another two fifty. Okay. And we will. And we will, for f high growth companies, continue to invest, lead mm -hmm. rounds even, and uh, and the like. Right. What kind of vertical are you looking for? Anything or? <coughs> Excuse me. Sure. Uh, we we like to say that we we do everything that's not evil. <laughs> everything that's not evil. <laughs> right. So yeah. if you exploit human weakness to make money, yeah, we don't invest. Right. Doesn't feel good. No. I mean, it, it, yeah. It just that's yeah. just not our yeah. thing. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and so how long have you been, when did this start or what, what's kind of the history of it? So Oksana and I started so investing your, together. Your She's my partner. Okay. Mm -hmm. We started investing together about six years ago, doing A and B round, writing checks between 2 million and 35 million. Okay. 35 million. <laughs> yeah. And, wow. uh, we, we realized that, you know, we were average. Right. Right. And, mm -hmm. and we weren't, we weren't like getting crushed, but we weren't mm -hmm. crushing it either. Right. Right. And we wanted to improve our returns. Mm -hmm. And we did a big study, you know, just hundreds of other, everything from accelerators, incubators, later stage. You know, we looked at everything. All the funds, everything. Yeah. And, we, and, we, and we looked for who generates the absolute best cash returns. Mm -hmm. And how could we do that? Right. And we found that if we, by launching this accelerator program, and there's a lot of what I call predatory accelerators out there where they're mm -hmm. like, hey, we'll teach you how to pitch and take 6% of your company. Right. right? Yeah. And that's not, that's like completely low value added. Right. We, we want to help these companies learn how to grow like a weed. 
You know, we target and demand from our companies that over the 13 weeks they're in our program, we want to get them up to around 10% week over week growth. Wow. And we've been able to do that for everybody coming through our program. Yeah. We continue to invest in them as mm -hmm. well yep. as they as they continue to grow. And our curriculum is completely based on just how to grow. Right. So product market fit, yep. getting customers, acquiring customers, keeping customers, lowering your churn. Yep. Like that's what we that's we, we joke that we can teach nerds business, you can't do it the other way around. <laughs> so we look for maker founders. Right. And try to give them the tools they need to just crush it. Yeah. We also look for companies that generate massive consumer surplus, which is the difference between what you're willing to pay and what mm -hmm. you do pay for something. Right. Because the more consumer surplus you generate, the easier it is for someone to say yes. Mm -hmm. And when you first get started doing anything, you got to find. I'm trying to think of some companies that make fit that. Um, so. Uh, Uber. Uber, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> right. There's like, a few. <laughs> like, like basically every single successful startup generates yeah. massive consumer surplus because right. yep. you're trying to convince people to try something new. Yeah. And if there isn't an apparent, obvious, massive value there. Yeah. So if you think about Facebook, most people might pay five bucks a month to keep in touch with their friends and share right. pictures and stuff like that. Right. They give it to you for free. Right. And then they monetize, and so that's consumer surplus right there, right. free versus five bucks for right. billions of people. Yeah. Because there's more consumer surplus to be generated in ad markets, which are huge. Right. Far bigger than the $5. photo sharing Right, market. $5. <laughs> right. The <laughs> photo sharing app. The photo sharing market is <laughs> not big. Right. The global advertising market is huge. Right. And it used to be that advertisers would have to, you know, put up a billboard mm -hmm. or take out a full page ad in a newspaper. Yep. And maybe less than 3% of the people who saw it would even be interested or mm -hmm. at a point where they could make a purchase decision. Right. So really inefficient, very large. Yeah. And, th and they're like, hey, we have a better value prop yeah. for a third of the money you're spending yeah. on that. And I hear it can actually influence people. <laughs> yes, and it, and it does actually influence people. We can, but and this is digital marketing yeah, now yeah. as a whole, right? right? right that right, that right. digital yeah. marketing is like we're going to micro-target. Yeah. You know, only the people who you're looking for yeah. at the point in which they're going to make a decision. Right. And we'll do it for a fraction of the cost of mass yeah. media. Mm -hmm. And so you're generating massive consumer surplus for advertisers, and 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 businesses that do that, yeah. you know, especially if you can do it on a two-sided marketplace, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where both people in the marketplace are getting a better deal than they got before. Right. Like Airbnb, yeah. Uber, yep. this goes on and on. Yep. Great businesses. Totally. Yeah. And so you love those businesses. Is what you're we saying. love businesses that generate consumer surplus. So, for example, we have in our current cohort, yeah, a company called Elite Sweets. Mm -hmm. They make a nutritious donut. Like no joke. I think I saw that somewhere. Yeah. It's a donut. Yep, yep. That is good for you. Wow. So when we saw their application, we're like, well. Of course I know, saw that. It's I a can donut. make a nutritious donut, <laughs> and I know <laughs> what it would taste like, right? Yeah, exactly. So send us over uh, some donuts. Right. And. Really they were good. good. Yeah. They were so good. Yeah. I thought they're yeah. tricking me. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's no way. Right. But as we got to know them, um, you know, they weren't they tricking you. <laughs> no, no, no. They have someone from Udi's on their oh, okay. team. One of the yep. founders of Udi's is on their team. Oh, cool. And uh, no, totally legit. Yeah. And that's kind of the idea where a couple of UT students were like, "What if we could just eat donuts, <laughs> and they'd be nutritious? Like, yep. how awesome would that be?" Mm -hmm. And you know. 
they did it. Yeah, like, they're right. You know, yeah. like, like the world needs what? World peace, <laughs> economic security, <laughs> and, and a healthy, nutritious donuts. Healthy donuts, yeah. And they, they can't do the first two, but they've solved the third right. problem for all right. of mankind. And, and, Amazing. And, but, that's, but that's, again, that's great consumer surplus because if right. you had the choice of eating a junk food donut or a good donut, mm-hmm. you'd pick the good donut you would, as long yeah. as it tastes just as good, and that's what they've done. And so, mm-hmm. again... Consumer surplus is there. Yeah. 15 grams of protein, amino acids, like mm-hmm. flowing like a river. Wow. Just a, a nutritious thing. Uh, give it to your kids f- on their way out the door for school <laughs> with a, a banana, and they have a complete meal. That's amazing. Just crazy. That's really that's cool. Um, so tell me a little bit more of then. So you've got the accelerator. You've got a couple of cohorts a year. You're yeah. still doing investing, though, as well. Mm-hmm. Is it just in the companies that come through, or are you doing other stuff, too? We do occasionally do outside stuff, but yeah. again, that's a fifth of the portfolio. We're, yeah. we're reserving most of our capital going forward right. for the companies that come through our program. Really cool. Mm-hmm. And we've got, we're, you know, we're, we're, on our four, we're just about to graduate our fourth cohort. We have over 20 companies in the oh. pipeline, so we've Great. got a pretty robust deal flow for our you know, ongoing funds. And are you looking for, I may have asked this already, are you looking for companies just in Texas or everywhere? So, uh, great question. We, for the accelerator program, mm-hmm. we require you to be in Texas or relocate to Texas. Right. For a hundred thousand dollar check with the two hundred fifty thousand dollars follow on. Yeah. You need to be close. Yeah. Or else we can't really help you. Right. Yeah. The other thing is, Texas is a great place to have a startup. It's probably the best place to have a startup. You have a very low cost. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's cheap to live there. Mm-hmm. There's no state income tax. Mm-hmm. So if you start to get traction and you make a profit, you're not going to be yeah. giving a third of it away. You know, right, to right, who, right. who knows? Yep. But it, it, yeah, it, it's a great place. There's there's a great thick market for talent there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a thick market uh, emerging now in venture capital as well. Right. More and more funds are announcing that they're in Austin. You know, Mithril came there two years ago, and then you have a lot of you know the the former Austin or, um, Austin Ventures partners. Right. They've kind of split up, and they all have their own funds right now right. as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a real diverse number of Mercury's there as well, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the other thing too is that I, I would say the coastal money now is coming inland mm. because they realize that their returns kind of stink mm. in their traditional markets, or they're getting right. harder. Yeah. Uh, there are diminishing returns to every right. industry, and right. they're, they've kind of reached that. And so, you know, you can raise money now from the coasts in Texas without, you know, for later rounds. Again, right. early, yeah. no, but you later rounds, yeah. you bet. Right. A That's round, great. B round, C round, you can raise money from the coasts if you need Very to. Very cool. So, what are some of the, so focused on growth, what are some, like for anybody listening, because li- a lot of startups listen to this, a lot of other investors listen as well. Just maybe share like high level. What's your biggest thing that you see? You know that you, you know problems you see with growth because I know it seems like that's your area of expertise. You know, I think from both the perspective of founders, yeah, and investors, people kind of want the new shiny thing, right? Where I think most of the money is mm-hmm. made in taking maybe something that's ten or twenty years old technology and applying it to something that no one thought of before. Mm -hmm. So for example, you know, um, yeah, I mean, there's like a lot of examples, but you know, we've had non-sexy places that you put technology and all of a sudden it's just 
Correct. Way to go, yeah. Correct. Like we're, I mean, like if you look at like these marketplace models, right? right. Yep. I mean, people could be applying it. To, I, I just saw somebody the other day, and they're applying it to some type of, of trash thing, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And it's a really cool model, and it works really well because right. apparently the garbage market yeah. is really inefficient, and it's it all is, manual. It is, and even some of the recycling programs are going away. Correct. Because people like they don't people don't put things in the right spot. Th yes. There's no education around, so no one knows what to do. So everything goes to the garbage anyway. And China <laughs> stopped taking plastic. And they stopped taking plastic. So, so, so that's a huge market that could be correct. <laughs> taken care of. And there are people yeah. who take plastic yeah. in the U.S. and Canada and right. Mexico, right. and they actually do recycle, recycle it. it. Yes. And Just getting it to them. No <laughs> one paid attention to them before. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because it was more expensive than shipping it to China. Right. And so you create a marketplace that right. connects all of these people. Dots, yeah. Because recycling plastic doesn't have the economies of scale that collecting plastic has, so you have right. a marketplace that's inefficient, yep. and someone can bring that technology to yep. bear. Now, that's, a great that's not a new thing. No, that's been around. People have been building online, mm -hmm. you know, right. marketplaces for a long time, but right. no one's ever applied it to that problem. Right. And so and most people are just either burying it in the backyard or throwing it in the, into the ocean. Correct. So, uh, and there will be there <laughs> will know, be so things that come along that are just completely new. Right, right, right. right. Um, I'm being yeah. facetious, obviously. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's we, a big opportunity there. Yeah, we have a company that does fuel cell membranes. Yeah, yeah. And their membranes will work at any temperature. Cool. Which no one's ever done before. Wow. And, and that's kind of the thing that prevents fuel cells from, from becoming widespread because right. those membranes fall apart at 40 degrees Celsius. Right. And what do you do in a boiling hot water fuel cell engine, right? right Your yeah. membrane collapses. So mm -hmm. barring a really expensive coolant system, which is what they have. Right. You just impractical. So he just went about building one that works at any temperature. There you go. <laughs> you know, and and so there will be things like that that come yep. along. But those tend to be few and far between. Right. Well, even the example you used before, which doesn't seem as as spot on, but making a donut healthy. <laughs> you know, like making a healthy donut. <laughs> donut. There you go. <laughs> making a healthy donut. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's been around for ages. <laughs> no one's ever said that. Let's <laughs> yeah. Nobody's <laughs> ever said, hey, let's make a, a nutritious donut. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. Only a bunch of college students sitting around <laughs> and we come up with an idea like that right and then and then actually spend time figuring it out figuring it out yeah. you know totally. and so again yeah just uh yeah uh, and there there's a lot out there i think that you know i mean fundamentally the internet itself right isn't that new right but the ways we're fighting to use it are becoming super innovative yeah and um and, and pretty exciting thank you so much joseph for that amazing insight, hopefully it'll help some of our listeners either decide which startups they should invest in or help some of our startups who are out there trying to pitch and maybe they'll tailor their pitch to be you know, more in line with uh, potential investors now. So hopefully you learned something along the way. It was a great episode. And this is unfortunately the end of our episode. So thanks again so much for listening to the Startup of the Year podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast, share it, love it, review it, whatever you want to do. And I'll, as always, keep starting up. We need more people like you starting up out there and, and creating innovation and improving the world. So until next time, I'm your host, Frank Gruber. See you out there on the field. Thanks for listening to the Startup of the Year podcast. Be sure to subscribe and we'll be back with another episode soon. 